Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. Do the show, bitch. Welcome to Ben and Woods. Try to say this nicely. When you look at Ben, Paul, and me, it doesn't scream athlete. I know you fat bastards want to eat some of this. With Ben Higgins. Go to hell, pro sports. Stephen Woods. That was incredible. And Paul Reindel. All right. Get ready, tier ones. Oh. It's Ben and Woods. Finally the chance for somebody to get on and do some good sports talk radio. On 97.3 The Fan. Good morning, everybody. Do the show, bitch. Apparently, Woods has already started his staycation week. I don't know if he's checking in to the uh, embassy suites at the I moment. He said or something about Margaritaville. Getting to Palomar Mountain. <laughs> it's midweek, I think, so he could check in at uh, the lodge up there on Palomar Mountain. Welcome back. It is hour number three of Men and Woods here on 97.3 The Fan. Woods, he, uh, nowhere to be seen. Uh, he already told us about the giant silent auction staycation package that uh, that Hannah bought. So, oh no, he is still here. He didn't. We thought you went to Palomar Mountain to check in for your midweek stay my, uh, already. Making plans to go see Peter Pan. <laughs> he got his Peter Pan the musical, yeah. his rooftop cinema, his yeah. repertory so theater tickets to use. Got to go to the aquarium. If you missed it, uh, we did it early in the show, but uh, yeah, we went to a, a gala, and my wife did the. Uh, the you know, you feel the pressure to sign up for the silent auction, and uh, she. Do you signed think up. someone is just silently the judging? I don't see the Woods's name anywhere on these lists. Potentially, <laughs> I mean, we didn't like we didn't pay for our plate at the dinner. We were invited, you know, by my father-in-law and stuff. And I don't know. I got the the. She signed up for the silent auction, and and it's a very weird package that we won. It's a uh, a one night stay at the Manchester Grand Hyatt. Um, a one-night stay at Margaritaville Hotel. Again, one night is like you check in at 4 and you check out at noon. Uh, we've got a midweek stay, Ben, at a, uh, another hotel as well. Got a, a one-night stay at Saquon. The drive out there is, is might be longer you than... You and Joe Musgrove. Me and can, Joe Musgrove. Can hang out there. Yep. We got tickets to go see Peter Pan and uh, go to the... San Diego Botanic Gardens. As you know, I was in a Peter Pan musical in in middle school. I was I Captain do, Hook. Remember? I, I do remember. <laughs> Forgot that. Your mom never did story. find any evidence no, of this. Thank, do you remember any goodness. of your lines? Um, did you have to do no. a pirate accent? Maybe a little bit. I mean, you were Captain Hook. Right. I definitely had a 
like a, a hook. hook. Like he, it was one of those things where you held on to yeah, it and cover your on the inside. Your hand was still crow. there. Yeah, I, it's what I would do for some footage. Mm. Of you in Peter Pan. There's no amount of money I wouldn't spend for that. I had yeah. a big curly black wig for sure. Mm. Like a you know, like a velvety, <laughs> you know, burgundy like coat. Yep. Which is just your coat yeah. that you had. Like <laughs> you just grabbed it out of your closet of velvet so I, burgundy I am, coat. I'm well versed in Peter Pan musicals over here. Well, are you well-versed, Ben, in uh, Mischief Night? Because that is what we are celebrating here today, the day before Halloween. Oh, hey, we talked We talked about this a year ago, today. It's more of a Texas thing. I no, it's, it, it's, it's nationwide. Mischief Night, n- Mischief Night is nationwide. But in Connecticut, where I grew up, do you remember what we called it? You'd never nice. heard this before. No, what was it? Cabbage Night. I was uh, cabbage, yes. night. <laughs> cabbage Night. Cabbage <laughs> Night. Cabbage night. Now it was a, a. We called it mischief night. It was a. It was a. It shocked to me when I moved there, and they said, "Hey, let's go out for cabbage night." I said, "That sounds terrible. I don't like cabbage. <laughs> I don't I'll do eat, drugs. I'll eat coleslaw, but I really don't like cabbage." And they're no dummy. It's where we go out and you know smash pumpkins and throw eggs at things, and you know just mischief. It's all the mischief night. But I never understood the, the backstory of Cabbage Night, but it, it's what they call it. Also known as criminal vandalism. Criminal vandalism yeah. night. You have never participated in a mischief oh, night. No. I'd be too nervous. I wouldn't want to get caught, disciplined for said transgressions. Egg cars. Terrible. houses. Tom in the chat says, I smashed many a pumpkin. On mischief night, yeah, it sucks. You know, they people put a lot of work into carving pumpkins. Right, you, you go smash. Them. I mean, it feels like if you're going to do it, at least do it on November first, right after the Halloween. Day after. The day after would be better. These intricately carved pumpkins that are there for all the trick or treaters to greet them, and you just smash them the night before. Yeah, somebody's got to go out. A horrible human being. Somebody's got to go out and pick those up. You know, clean up the smashed pumpkins. Smashing they pumpkins, smelling, is, they rot and they smell. Well, they bad do that and, anyway. But smashing yeah. pumpkins is fun. It's it's it feels liberating to smash a pumpkin. It's a whole band named after smashing it. pumpkins. Yeah, very good band <laughs> uh, indeed. But yeah, so tonight is mischief night. So watch your, you know. Get your ring camera going. You don't want anybody messing with your stuff in your... I, I hope nobody gets our house. I don't think they will. They didn't last year. I hope nobody comes and gets, you know, does any, any I guess damage. my fear is not necessarily, you know, getting in trouble, but like like homeowners who overreact to protecting their property. They could like, shoot you now. Yes, yes. exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's what, exactly what I'm thinking of. Well, kid, I didn't know if it was an egg or a hand grenade, so I just I shot it. I just blew him away with my shotgun. My rights. Yeah, well within yeah, my right. rights. Yeah, so it's it's different. We've lost, you know. There's there's some innocence lost uh, in this country when kids can't go vandalize the neighborhood without fear of getting <laughs> yes. shot. You know, it's just the innocent, good, clean fun. Good, of clean fun. Vandalizing the neighborhood <laughs> is no longer approved. Yeah, Matt says he's never heard of mischief night growing up in San Diego, but learned of it quickly once I moved to Texas. Yeah, there were. We were why are you dressing up like an army man uh, the night before Halloween? No reason. Testing out my costume. Yeah, no reason. Just, uh, yeah, wanted to give it the old dry run, see how it goes, Mom and Dad. I'll be back in like a couple of hours. Painting your face with camouflage. Firecrackers and black cats in people's mailboxes. and uh, Not real black cats, the firecrackers. There's a firecracker called a black cat. Yeah, it's like a, <laughs> the one you light it and it pops. But you light up 400 of them and throw them in someone's mailbox. Mm. It's a really good and loud time. Uh, so that probably uh, destroys the mailbox. No, pretty good. It's, I mean, it's, really? it's a metal mailbox. It's just uh-huh. really loud. Uh-huh. You do it for the sound and it just scares the crap out of everyone in your neighborhood. 
But tomorrow night's the real deal. Tomorrow night is Halloween. We'll be dressed up tomorrow on the show. I hate my costume. It was not picked, but it was picked for me. I had no say in it. Uh, but it's you'll see it. I have even less good. say. I don't even know what it is. Yes. You're going to show up tomorrow, show five minutes early into the whatever we are. Yep. Paulie's got his. I like Paulie's a lot. Mine's my wife picked mine for me. So do with that what you will. Yours is fine. Well, you haven't I, seen I, guess it. I haven't seen it. No, it's way you see it. It's a good idea. It's a good idea. I'm not like Dean Spanos or anything, right? No, okay. You're is, it a, is it a sexy <laughs> blank? It's not sexy. No. I won't look sexy in it. Hmm. Ben's going to look sexy. Ben is going to look really well, good. I, mean, I can't help it sometimes. That's true. So. Yeah, that's true. It's not my fault. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. So tomorrow's Halloween. We can do all of our Halloween content tomorrow on actual Halloween because I do enjoy the holiday now way more than I used to. Now that I have kids, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. We have got uh, Taylor all dialed in. He's going to be David Bowie. Ziggy Stardust is David Bowie. Until yesterday at lunch, he said, no, I want to be a bad guy. And we said, what, what do you mean a bad guy? And he wants to be one of the bad guys from Home Alone, <laughs> right? Joe Pesci or Daniel Stern. He wants to be one of them now. And I go, but we have a... We already got like a whole Ziggy Stardust thing, and you're going. No, no, I'm I'm not David Bowie. I'm a bad guy. So I don't know what we're. Well, gonna just do. put some of the Ziggy Stardust sparkle on one of the one of his teeth, and that can be yep. a little the, the little gleam <laughs> the from tooth. Joe Pesci's gold tooth. Yeah, maybe instead. I'll sear off his hair at the top, and <laughs> and you know put a little skull cap on him. But now he wants to be that with 24 hours remaining. Uh, which is pretty standard for my kids, but so that's going to go down tomorrow night, and Bo, uh, Bo's going to be Joe Burrow. I wanted to get him a cigar, you know, Joe Burrow with the cigar. Hannah wouldn't let me, so I got, that got the kibosh. <laughs> Not even that. like a candy, Not even like a candy cigar. cigar. <laughs> she doesn't want to mock, imitate smoking. So that's out. That's out the window. Candy I cigarettes. Would, I thought it, I, I bought him candy was, cigarettes uh, once. I was you ever dry- smoked one of those? A candy cigarette? Yeah. yeah, yeah well, a bubblegum cigarette? Absolutely. <laughs> Those were totally acceptable when we were growing up. I did. There was a weird, don't know what they were doing, but I was driving through Yuma, stopped for gas yesterday. Did you get a burrito at that place? I did. Oh, uh, yeah. Brought What's it some called? home. Um, Mr. D's drive in. Delicious. Very good. <laughs> uh, my There was a, a, a couple of people dressed as, as Winnie the Pooh and Tigger, and Winnie the Pooh was, she was smoking a cigarette. We're just on the corner of the street. I don't know if they were raising money or just panhandling in costume. I'm not sure. I didn't really stop, but it was a. She was kind of slumped on a on a shopping cart, smoking, wearing a Winnie the Pooh costume. He was kind of holding a sign and dancing a little bit, wearing a Tigger costume. It was a very strange scene. Could have been uh, a Halloween party the night before. Could have been. I'm not sure. They were keeping the party rolling. It was very. It was windy and dusty, and it was just. Kind of a haggard scene on a corner in Yuma, Arizona <laughs> yesterday. You know, like 12.30 in the afternoon on my way back or 11.30 in the morning That's or something. A, that is a rough one. That's a really, yeah. really rough one. Yeah. Well, good for you. Good for you. Tomorrow's Halloween. We will celebrate uh, accordingly here on the Ben and Woods Too busy for mischief tonight. It is a, uh, a sports equinox uh, with every single major professional sport in action tonight. Game three of the World Series, Monday Night Football. Got a full slate of NBA games, including the Lakers at home against Orlando. You got NHL games. You got MLS Cup playoffs. And if you're a college basketball fan, San Diego State Aztecs have their first 
Well, it's an exhibition game, but their first game at Viejas Arena in front of fans since their Final Four run. They're going to take on Cal State San Marcos tonight at 7 o'clock as well. So you have just about every sport you can imagine uh, going on somewhere tonight uh, in the world. You just got to choose. I mean, obviously, World Series takes priority for me, but, you know, Monday Night Football, I'm sure, will do well in the ratings. Uh, and you got all kinds of other things going on as well today. So you get as busy of a sports day as you're going to find. The only time is late. Late October, that you really can get everything together because the NBA season just started, and you got to be on the weekend to have an NFL game or at least uh, you know a Monday, and uh, this will be the day where you get everything. Yeah, I don't feel conflicted uh, even in the slightest when there's a easy call. game three of the World Series on. Brandon fought against Max Scherzer back in Arizona. Rangers will have first licks, Ben. You know, and and if fought if fought can get through, you know, the, it's such a deep lineup that the Rangers have. Um, it will be really interesting to see what they do with Adelise Garcia. He's homered, I think, in five straight games. Is that right? Which is insane. He is so locked in uh, right now. And, and he, he didn't did. homer in the last game. Oh, no, he didn't. Yeah. The, the streak ended, though. The streak ended. Yes. But he had homered. He had homered. He has eight postseason home <laughs> runs, which is nuts. But you, they did contain him yesterday. Merrill Kelly did contain him on Saturday in game two. Can you imagine having a superstar? play that well in these games i mean it just it blows our minds here after the season that we just saw uh from the san diego padres certainly but you do wonder man you you put yourself in those shoes and go who's going to be that guy for us right you 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 dream that it will be like a fernando tatis jr we've seen juan soto have runs like that in the playoffs that not when he was here when he was with another team as locked in as anybody's ever been um but yeah you look at our squad and you go Tatis is the hope. He's the hope that can have a monster postseason like that one day, five, six, seven, eight home runs uh, throughout the course of the playoffs. If anybody can do it, it's him. But, man, it just is so, so fun to watch a guy uh, hitting beach balls right now. That's what he's doing. Yeah, you, with this matchup, you wonder, will will Cinderella, will the clock strike midnight on Brandon Fott at some point against this deep lineup? He has certainly pitched better than... You know, we've seen in a limited Max Scherzer appearances this postseason. So do you trust that, or do you go with the historical, hey, it's still Max Scherzer. He's got a lot more experience in games like this than Brandon fought. Is is fought just the ticking time bomb? It, it, at some point, someone's going to get to him, or hasn't really looked dicey. Not really, though, you know. Hasn't it's not like he's he's getting through with smoke or mirrors or anything like that when he's pitched. Ben, he's been. Been pounding the zone. He's just he's just been he's been really really good. So the line tonight, yeah, is, is pretty much dead even. Um, Scherzer and the Rangers minus one fifteen, and fought in the Diamondbacks minus one hundred five. That's about about as close as you can get to uh, to to a pick 'em game. But yeah, we'll see uh, we'll see how it shakes out. Uh, I have not been able to pick any of the like basically the last week's games right. I think I've been wrong on every single one of them. <laughs> All right, don't go anywhere. Uh, we've got Chris Stapleton tickets we're giving away in the second half of the program. Jake Mintz is just around the corner from Cespedes Family Barbecue. More World Series talk with Jake. And uh, obviously, we'll keep you updated on any uh, Padres news. It was pretty quiet over the weekend, but we will uh, tell you what we do know and don't know at this point when we come back with Men and Woods after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. Worried 
worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Invoking the rule of one topic that you missed while you were on vacation. Well, we didn't talk Lakers, so... That's not the topic okay. I missed. Good. So I left right after the show on Wednesday. You did. Within two hours, I believe, A.J. Preller was on a Zoom talking about the departure of Bob Melvin. He was. And what went wrong. So I didn't get to react necessarily to A.J.'s second Zoom news conference of the postseason. <laughs> and the one thing that... And I'm sure you discussed it, but the one thing that caught my attention was the part where AJ talked about the COVID year, 2020. Arguably, the short season was the most successful stint of Padres baseball ever. They went 37 and 23, really played excellently for those 60 games. And AJ said that was probably the year that personally I was the most active and involved in the big league team. And it was because of COVID. There really wasn't anything else to do. Everybody was locked in. It was a very unique time. I feel like our group played well. And the biggest thing was because there was communication constantly between players and staff, staff and myself, training staff and research and development. And then he kind of went on and felt like he wasn't communicating enough with Bob Melvin, wasn't part of the team enough. Is the takeaway from this last season that that A.J. Preller feels like he needs to be more involved in his team on a day-to-day -day basis? If you heard that and extrapolated that theory from what he said, you would be absolutely correct in your extrapolation. Okay. I, I too, extrapolated that. I love that word. <laughs> I, I heard that and I went... I gave it like the side eye, like the, oh, more. Now, because everyone, I think, was hoping to hear AJ say, yeah, I've been, I, I get too involved in the day to days. I really need to step back, bigger picture, let people handle their stuff. But that felt like the opposite of what at least 
I think a lot of people were listening for last week. Uh, yes, correct. Okay. Um, <laughs> it just it 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 does when you hear. Oh no, I wasn't involved enough. I think Bob Melvin would disagree with that. Now again, there's two people in the world that really know how that relationship went, and it's Bob Melvin and AJ Preller. We can guess, we can read, we can extrapolate our own ideas, Ben, about what actually happened. Um, Could there have been a scenario last year, maybe even the year before, AJ tried to be more involved and Bob Melvin threw up a wall and wouldn't let him? Sure. Yeah, that's absolutely possible. Absolutely 100% possible that that was the case. Then, if I'm going to extend that a little bit further, that means, by that logic, that the new guy that comes in, whoever it is, you're going to have to play by AJ's rules. That's what that says. Bob was here. He didn't let me communicate as much as I wanted to. I feel that was a problem. It was successful years ago. I'm going to do it again. So, therefore, the new manager will need to be able to play by my rules. That's what that says to me. Is that the right way to do it? Let's be honest with ourselves, our audience. You, audience, be honest with yourselves. 2020 would have turned out to be a nightmare for this team in particular. We were running out of pitching. It was We're lucky to, to have made the playoffs. Craig Stammen was an opener in the playoffs. Let's be honest with ourselves. 2020 is not something you should hang your hat on if you're a general manager. And actually, I'm a little bit embarrassed that he did. That's 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 such a weird season that needs to be thrown out the window. And I'm sorry. I you're right. When you're looking at the, a guy's whole career, you have to look at all years involved, certainly. But I don't look at that Ben as some rousing success. I just don't. With 100 more 102 more games to play, I think we could see the direction of the San Diego Padres in where they were going. Preller said, I just think in terms of like the day-to-day of being around, the communication, being present in terms of getting a lot of people on the same page. I'm not saying that was non-existent here in the last few years. That's not the case. But just making sure everybody is on the same page and there's some big-picture vision and that there's constant communication. Uh, that's not a bad thing. Nope, that's not, not. I mean, if you get buy-in from everybody pulling on the same rope and, you know, when things get off course a little bit, making those corrections and keeping everybody on that, that path that you're trying to, you know, work down over the course of a season, that's that's actually a good thing that you'd like to accomplish. It, but but you can't force it like a square peg into a round hole. Correct. And And maybe we saw a little bit of that the last couple of years. Yeah, and and please, again, I I reiterated this point a lot when you were out, Ben. It's not, for me, so much the fact that it's Bob Melvin that's gone. There's some of that, right? Like, all right, well, that's a bummer. Bob Melvin is is no longer our manager, and I'll I'll miss Bob, certainly. But again, it's not like like we talk to Bob every week. He came on the show, and we're going to miss a valuable source of information and... You know, a great relationship. We met Bob Melvin three or four times in his two years here, right? Like, said hello, that's about it. So it's more of here we go again. That, that for me, has is really what it's been about. More tumultuous, chaotic behavior. More turnstiles, you know, people going through the turnstiles on their way out. More butt of national jokes. That's really what it boils down to for me is not so much the man, 
But the actions again of now here we go egg on our face again, and I think you know I think I'm just AJ, sick of being the laughing stock of baseball. That's exactly I'm sick right. Of turning on MLB Network and, and just, then laughing. What, what are the Padres wrong? doing? Yeah, what are the Padres doing? Is like you're, hey, we need some material today to fill a 15 minute segment. What are the Padres doing? Done. It's easy. That's a it's it's a done deal. You take the good with the bad. We had, we had a moment last year where we were in the spotlight. Sure. Everything was great. How'd that and then go? All off season, it was, it was, is this sustainable? Right. How is this going to work? Right. And then we're like, we'll show you. Yeah, we'll show everyone you. Everyone in the country. Right. And everyone can suck it. Nope. We, we didn't. No, I, we I didn't. think ultimately what, what AJ Preller is looking for may not exist entirely. Because Jace, Jace Tingler was, you know, they were tight. They were friends and, you know, at the beginning, they were very lockstep. But when your manager doesn't push back on the GM sometimes, I think the players need to see the manager kind of pushing back occasionally. It gives him some credibility in the clubhouse, knowing that, hey, whether or not I agree or disagree with the direction we're going, I know that this manager is has some has some credibility. Has some clout is, you know, if anything ever came up and I disagreed with the GM, the manager would go to bat for me. And if all you're thinking in the clubhouse is, hey, if if I don't want to do what the general manager thinks is best here, the manager's not going to have my back. He's going to have the GM's back. You have to kind of have a manager that's willing, I think, to stand up to the front office at times. Now, you don't want ones that are constantly battling as well, but there's a fine line between an independent manager and one who's always sharing the same vision. And I think the healthiest of relationships is the one where you kind of share the big picture, but you do push back on behalf of your players from time to time. And the GM has to be able to hear no and accept that occasionally. From the manager. From the manager, yeah. Also, you know, also from the owner as well. And, and you know, everybody, there's a there's a hierarchy, and, and everybody has to answer to someone. And it does feel sometimes that, you know, A.J. is able to kind of do what he wants uh, with the checkbook. With, with And I'm sure he doesn't get everything he asks for. But, I mean, when you hear he was offering Aaron Judge the kind of money he was, when you hear he was offering uh, Trey Turner the kind of money he was, it did feel a little bit wheels off uh, last year, certainly. So you do wonder. We don't know about Peter's health. That's obviously for, for, you know, that's the paramount. That's the most important thing is can he get back? And start to feel better. That's what we want. That's what the San Diego Padres fan base wants. But until that that happens, um, you know, this managerial search was probably going to be on AJ Preller. He's going to hire another one. We're all going to have to be okay with it eventually. Um, and I think we will be. We will be. Don't really have a choice. Um, but yeah, it just it the the waters need to settle a little bit here in San Diego. They do. They need to settle a little bit. And the fact that him and Schilt. The rumor is they get along quite well, have worked re- really close together the last few years. I asked the question Friday, Ben. It's it's an interesting position that the new manager is in when the criteria number one is, can you get along with our uh, general manager? That's like the first thing that needs to – not, hey, are you a brilliant baseball mind? What can you – are you a great motivator? Are you a great per- manager of personalities? No, no. Can you coexist with this man that is the president of baseball ops. That's number one. They can say By the it's way, not. But every it is. person interfering for the job is going to say, "Oh yeah, I yeah, can do it. Yeah, I can do it. Watch me work. Watch me, me work. Yeah, watch me cook. Let me cook. Give me the job and let me cook." 
Primetime NFL games are available free from Westwood One and live here on 97.3 The Fan and on the Odyssey app. Tonight, listen to the Raiders and Lions. And then Thursday, it's the Titans and Steelers right here on 97.3 The Fan at 4.30. Or just download the Odyssey app and search for 97.3 The Fan at kickoff. All right, he makes his long-awaited return to the Ben and Woods program. Jake Mintz has had a... Uh, Let's an, not wear him out. We're not going to wear him out. We We've talked about it. But he had an interesting October, to be sure. And it'll be good to see his smiling face on our YouTube stream again coming up next from Cespedes Family Barbecue, World Series Talk with Jake ahead on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. I don't know if it's breaking news, but uh, it looks as though Jake Mintz might be throwing his hat into the ring for Padres manager. Why not? Next year. At this point. Yeah, I mean, it's a wide-open race at the moment. Uh, We'll talk to Jake from Cespedes Family Barbecue right after this check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. From the 97.3 The Fan Traffic Center, here's Kelly Davick. Guys, looks like just the right lane is blocked now on North Don 5 past Del Mar Heights Road. Still trying to clear that crash involving several vehicles, including a semi. Why should North 5 have all the fun? Now southbound side of the 5 coast lane, just before Lucadia, there is a collision involving a couple cars. They are over to the right shoulder. Also going to find on the southbound 15 before Rancho Bernardo Road. Stall car in the center divide. Accident eastbound 78 Nordahl Road off ramp. Traveling on southbound 163, an accident clearing at the East 8 connector ramp. And westbound side of the King Freeway, just before the 805 two-car collision over the right shoulder. I'm Kelly Down at the Fenimwood, San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. And there he is, Jake Mintz from Cespedes Family Barbecue joining us. It's been a few weeks. Uh, how have you been? Everything good? <laughs> yeah, dude. It's, it's been a sec since I've been on your airwaves. And everything with me is very, it's been chill. Good. Yeah, good. 
relaxed. Staying out nice of October. The limelight. <laughs> that's yeah, you're that's just good. Covering the playoffs like a regular reporter under the radar. Know, no big deal. Yeah. Now it's uh, we had you know listen we had uh, we didn't have fun at your expense we did we did definitely have your back with everything that was going on glad to see you again Jordan uh, filled in admirably uh, in your in your absence but it is good to see your face again obviously tumultuous times in San Diego as usual but I don't I don't even want to talk about that you know who I really want to talk about is the uh, man that was. The worst starting pitcher in baseball, and that is one Merrill Kelly, who has been pretty incredible. Nothing short of incredible uh, in the postseason, Jake. Sometimes you got to suck at your job, move to Korea for four years, and come back to really figure life out. And I think that's the moral of the story here for Merrill Kelly, is it not? It is. Incredible. I mean, he was at Tampa, but he was highly, highly, you know, it was in the Tampa Bay system. And that's usually like if you're a good pitcher, fast track to the big leagues. And uh, yeah, I had to go to Korea to figure out. I guess I didn't. It didn't hit me. That man's 35 years old. I, I look at him. I still see like a 28 year old. He has seen some things. He was so spectacular in game two against Texas. He has such phenomenal command of all of his pitches. And when you ask dudes around the league, oh, why is this guy good? He's throwing 93. Well, just turn your brain back to 1998, everybody. Like, if you have six different pitch pitch types and you could put them all where you want, you're going to get a lot of outs. doesn't have to be that sexy. You don't have to throw that hard if you can do other things really well. And he showed that the other night. Like, it's not complicated. If you're hitting, you're not sure what's coming. The changeup is a plus-plus pitch and for it to work at the big league level. It's a Grand Old Monday, brought to you by Grand Old Barbecue with Jake Mintz from Cespedes Family Barbecue. So, Jake, who, what was your pick before the World Series started, and has it changed at all based on the first two games? Before, like, like at the beginning? Yeah, of, before oh, game one. the beginning of this series? Yeah, this yeah, series, yeah. yeah. I took Diamondbacks in five. I did, too. I think the Snakes are alive. Um, I think they are a perfect level of not that good with nothing to lose and they think they're the greatest baseball team ever and they have just enough talent to capitalize on their irrational self-confidence and i think that will carry them i think they'll win the next three games (laughs) i think that will be that um how are you how are people in san diego dealing with a division rival being in the world series i'm curious you know it's an interesting point uh paulie and i talked a little bit about it on friday so if you're of the uh opinion and we're split down i wouldn't even say down the middle but i'd say aj preller definitely has his his fans here in san diego certainly they're they are gleeful in in crapping all over bob melvin now that he's gone um and then there's the other faction of fans that says Hey man, you've had nine years. Uh, you know, at, at some point you're going to have to figure this thing out. You're hiring your fourth, some call it fifth manager. Um, so it, it, it's kind of split. The people that see the Diamondbacks winning, doing all this winning, go, "Well, that just turns the heat up on AJ Preller." And I kind of countered that with, "There's always going to be heat on AJ Preller. There's heat on M- any general manager with a high payroll, a huge roster of superstars that you have." Um, I really don't know. It doesn't bother me as much as it it, it would seeing the Dodgers win a World Series, but it bothers yeah. me. I can't say that it doesn't. No one in San Diego hates the Diamondbacks no. or their fans. Not really. No one Not wakes really. up. That's what was so funny to me about when the Diamondbacks played the Phillies in Philly. 
and I was coming off. I don't know if you know this, but the Braves play the Phillies first. Yeah. There. Yes, we did hear that. And did you cover that? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> okay, I saw you did that cover series. that one. Um, but like they would announce Ronald Acuna, and everyone in Philly would boo him mercilessly. Y- yep. And then when the Diamondbacks came into town, the booing was almost like obligatory because they didn't know who any of these people were. So the PA guys like batting. Seventh Alec Thomas, and then all the Philly fans are like, "Boo, <laughs> boo!" And I, and that's kind of how people feel about the Diamondbacks in general. Is like, yeah, I, I can't hate the Arizona Diamondbacks. Like, what, am, what do you want me to do? They're not very so hateable. So, they're not hateable. And for you folks, it's almost like, well, they can do it. Why not? Us? That's exactly but right. It, for me, as a Padres fan, you know, always feeling like you're at the bottom of the barrel. You know, over the last team people think of, and and recently in recent years it hasn't been like that. Now yeah. I look around the division, and there's less teams you can feel superior than. That's exactly you, right. You can't really feel yeah. superior than the Dodgers. Obviously, the Giants have three World Series rings and in the last our manager years. now, and our <laughs> and, manager. And now the Diamondbacks have been to a but World dude, Series last year. Now it's just the Rockies that you we'll can really feel superior the, we'll to. The Rockies. But you'll always have the Rockies. There was an incredible <laughs> moment. When the Diamondbacks won the NLCS in the locker room, Evan Longoria is doing an interview and they're asking, you know, the question like, oh, no one believes in you. Like, look, what about now? And Evan Longoria goes, yeah, man, like they had us fourth in the division. They had us behind the Dodgers, behind the Padres, behind the Giants. And then he thinks for like a half second and he like thinks about the Rockies and he just like leaves it there. Yeah, He doesn't say anything, but it was just this implication that, yeah, like no one believes in us, but like they didn't have us fifth behind that disaster of a team. Like we were fourth at the very least. They're one of the few teams, uh, talking to our pal Jake Mentz from Sesame's Family Barbecue. They're one of the few teams in any playoffs in the last few years that could actually say and mean no one expected us to be here. You hear it. I have heard Dodger fans be like, man, we are so gritty and, and nobody, everyone counted us out. I'm like, what? Yeah. You're joking. But the Chiefs said that the in Chiefs, the Super Bowl yeah. run last year the, again. The Chiefs said yeah, no one, no one believed the Astros in us. Said yeah, that. Astros. Yeah. Nobody believed in us. <laughs> and it's like, no, no, these dudes are, are legit. I, I, the other part is there's a lot of people in San Diego. They're like, if Bruce Bochy wins another World Series ring, all it is is just littered with ex Padres doing great. And, uh, so that it, it's tough. It's, it's tough being a Padres fan. It really, really is. You're, you're really getting it from all angles, uh, these days. Congratulations, guys. Thank you. I'm very, very happy for you. That's outstanding. It is. Uh, yeah, dude, the, the Diamondbacks, like, every press conference where someone goes up there and says, no one believed in us, I sit in the room, I'm like, yes, that is exactly correct. Nobody believes in you. Yeah, we don't know why you're here either, but congratulations. You made it. Except you all picked the Diamondbacks. Well, yeah. Paulie and I picked the Ranger. I picked the Paulie Rangers picked the in Diamondbacks five. in six. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. I picked the Diamondbacks hey. to, at the beginning of the postseason, I picked the Diamondbacks to beat the Brewers and the Dodgers. And so then I a... predicted them to get swept by the Braves. So here I am. I stupidly went with the team that I thought had more talent and was deeper and, and Better, everything, which just thing, makes no dude. sense in that's October, of course. This is why I hate predicting playoff <laughs> baseball. Right, because we there are just so many things we cannot know. And if you at, at the beginning of the postseason, if you didn't pick the Braves, you're an idiot. Yeah. Even if you were wrong, you know, like did you watch that team all season? They are the best team in baseball. And just because the eighty four when Diamondbacks are gonna win the World Series doesn't negate that. The postseason, I've said this a million times, it's not about the truth. It's not about the truth. We wanted the truth. 
we would do it like the Premier League yep. and the Braves would have their title and there'd be no October baseball. We're Americans. We like to be entertained. We don't like the truth. Okay. And so we have this fun little tournament that we put on to crown a champion instead. It is important to uncouple those two things in our minds. And it is part of why when, you know, the Diamondbacks have had their backs up against the wall, they don't care because they're like, well, if we lose tonight, like no one's going to be mad. No one's going to be disappointed. It's not like we fell short of expectations. So they've been, they're the epitome of house money right now. Jake, what's your uh, 10,000 foot view of the Padres managerial search, considering you uh, you are listed there as 2024 Padres skipper Jake Mintz on our YouTube feed? So I'm available. That's the first thing I should say. I'm currently coaching a 10U travel ball team in New York, so I have experience. I will do anything A.J. Preller tells me to do <laughs> for the salary. I mean, that's more money than I'll ever make. It's just, what, it's like a mil probably? I'll take that. A.J., Morning, you guys. tell me, dude. Like, I'll put in the Bill Chrismat at third base if you want. <laughs> like, I have no backbone here. I just want – I'm just trying to cash a check, to be honest with you. And, like, for the players, I'll, I, I'm a good I'm a good clubhouse guy. I'll let him run the show. I'll let Manny run the clubhouse. Oh, yeah. I, you know, he could be like when LeBron was on those Cavs teams where he's basically the manager. You know, like we'll let LeBron, we like uh, Machado can run the show. That's fine with me. You're a figure. So yeah, AJ, give me, give me a call. Yeah, you'll be a figure. What number head. are you going to wear? What I always think it's weird that I, it's the only obviously. sport in which managers no. like, they wear numbers. Bat like boy. Steve Kerr Bat doesn't boy. wear a number. I have the two. The two B's on the back. Mints with the two B's on the back. So so on board. I think, uh, you know, listen, it's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out. A lot of, uh, a lot of talk nationally about this manager and what, what they can do. And I don't know, man. I, I, I think it's just going to be Ryan Flaherty, man. Do you think and it's going to be I don't be know flash? if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I don't know him well enough to have a real opinion on it. But I think when the dust settles, it'll be Ryan Flaherty. See, That's I, my, my uninformed prediction. My gut still tells me Mike Schilt is a, a much easier, Ooh. much easier one. Can to I say stomach? something about Mike Schilt? Sure, yeah, yeah. Schilt we went into a little bit of a. You got a bad rap in St. Louis, I think, for being a bit of a hardo. But I think he's actually more personable than people think, based upon that experience like, I, i've heard when that you're the he manager has, of the has St. Louis cardinals you have to be a certain thing i think schilt is actually a pretty decent pick here i've heard that too uh Ali marmal is a is a huge hardo huge like massive it's something about when yeah. you get into that chair in that organization it's like comes with the territory of this is what i have to be now and i got to call my own players out in the first week of the season for not hustling when in fact they were actually I mean, hustling. every, I mean, every fan over a certain age wants their manager to be a complete hard that's exactly right, right. I mean, yeah it's just uh it's a generational thing and if you're been a baseball fan for more than you know 30 years you want your manager to be dick williams yeah. and just yeah. as tough and crusty as they come flipping tables mike all the time mike schultz really is as crusty as it gets any and you know nowadays yeah. but in has baseball. he softened i think so that's what jake said yeah. like mike schultz is so i'm putting this in quotes experienced and like old like not old is the wrong word but like crusty is the right is really the way to put it He's so crusty, like you can't complain about lineup decisions to him. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. well, he's a manager, so you know. Whereas with Chase Tingler, it was like, who is this dude? Like, right. he's wrong. Mike Schilt, like you, you know, gotta let that fly. 
Yeah, he commands a little bit more than than Jace. And but you do wonder because I have heard the same thing, man. I, I talked to somebody in the organization said one thing people don't really realize about Shilty is they've seen the videos coming out of St. Louis. They saw his press yeah. conferences, a little bit crusty with the media, uh, but. They said, you know, he's like he's the first guy to walk up to you and go, "Hey, how's your family? This year was tough. Yeah. Are you doing good?" So, may, has yeah. he softened? Do we want that? Do we want a manager that's softened, or can we spin it in? He's learned from his mistakes in the past, and he's the right man yeah. moving forward. I think sneaky we'll know soon. Good enough. hang, yeah, sneaky, sneaky good, good hang. hang <laughs> exactly. Don't judge a book by its cover. Sneaky yeah. good hang. Uh, I, have a, I have a feeling we're going to find out in February when we're in Peoria and sitting down and. Talking with him a few times while we're out there. Yeah, we'll I, see. I don't know. We 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 feel like he's definitely the the front runner in the race at this point. There's no question there. That was just Jake. Made just oh, is he gone? Yeah, I'm Nick. No, I'm like, there. I'm Nick Castellanos. Yeah, you ask what's the question, question there? What's yeah. the question? <laughs> now this is more of a conversation, Jake. I don't have to actually. Oh. Ask Fire you a question for you to yeah. chime in. You can just jump in whenever you want. You're part I of the conversation. That. Sorry, I'm just a jag off. Of me. <laughs> <laughs> out, of, out of boy, Mintz. Out of boy, Mintz. Out of boy. Out of boy, Mintz. <laughs> Dude, we appreciate you very much. Enjoy, uh, enjoy the rest of the World Series. I mean, this is always the bummer part of the season. At most, you got five more games to go. So hey, uh, we appreciate. When you. I was in middle school. When I was in middle school, and this, then I'll go. When I was in middle school, I got dumped. Okay. I got dumped by Shira Rakuzin. She dumped me at lunch. And a good buddy said to me, don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. Yeah, smile because it happened. And that's how I feel about the postseason. I work with a Rakuzin at work. I wonder if they're related. Oh, really? Yeah, Adam Rakuzin. Let's check it out. Let's do some deep dive. (laughs) She broke my heart in 2008. I will check. Like, well, the ages could be about right. You guys have been, a sister, uh, you but. and Jordan have been alternating every week, Jake. So I don't know that we'll uh, we'll talk to you. That's two right. Weeks yeah, with the World we'll Series be Jordan ending, next so. week to wrap things up. See you at spring training. Maybe we'll come on together next week. Yeah, I love that idea to wrap everything up in a big bow. And yeah, hopefully we will see you mm. at spring training next year as well. It's been a pleasure. Thank Thanks, you, buddy. Jake. Appreciate See you, you. See you soon. Jake Mintz on a Grand Old Monday, brought to you by Grand Old Barbecue uh, from Cespedes Family Barbecue. Love those guys. That was one of the best additions we made this season. Yeah, they were and, fantastic. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk to them next uh, Monday to wrap up. It'll be over by, let's see, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So by next Saturday, even if it goes 7, hmm. the World Series will be over by this time next week. Baseball season will be over for everybody. Yeah. And it'll be time to start really looking ahead to 2024. Which is why I don't expect any breaking Padres managerial news this week. Can't sneak it in on an off day. You could on Thursday, Thursday. possibly, <laughs> if it was really, I mean, if it was unavoidable that it was coming out, you know, leaked out and it's going to get there, you could handle everything on a Thursday. But my guess is that this goes into next week before the Padres officially name and introduce a manager. But that's just my hunch. I don't have any inside knowledge i mean you know if aj really wants to interview three or four or five outside candidates imagine he'll be still doing that you know for the next couple of days this week and then you got a couple guys who come in for that second interview you know you gotta work out the contract cross the t's dot the i's so my guess is next week is the is the target date for naming a new manager for the Padres. I'd appreciate it because I have, I'm slammed this week. Taylor's birthday, Halloween, my parents coming in, Dia de los Deftones on Saturday. I mean, it's a full slate in the Woods household this week, man. I would appreciate it for once if you guys could. Well, if you're, if you're anything like me, 
It'll happen right before you go on vacation later this month because you're going to be off. I'm a on, of days. on a couple days, but yeah. mid mid November. Right. So yeah. It'll happen that Monday. Exactly. When I'm out. And then you'll be gone. Yep, and then we'll be, be here to talk about it without you. No, my timing's much better than yours. It is. Yeah. It tends it, to work out much better. It'll be you. that Friday. So it'll be good. <laughs> it'll be fine. No, I appreciate those guys, man. Uh, it, it's been it's been fun getting to know them, getting their takes, their perspective. The the Merrill Kelly the Merrill Kelly story. I just he's just a guy in my mind. Like he was just a guy, and then I read this piece about him. Tori Lavulo called him into his office, Ben, and he said to him, statistically, you are the worst starting pitcher in Major League Baseball. What are you going to do about it? I mean, it, I'll, I'll read you some clips from this piece. It's fantastic. Fantastic. And for him to go out and have the postseason he's had, I mean, Zach Gallen's their ace, but not right now he's not. Merrill Kelly is that guy. All right, one hour to go. Uh, I'm in the mood for a Rindle report. We'll get some headlines from Pauly. Uh, we still have those Chris Stapleton tickets. We'll give those away as well, probably in our 920 segment. So stay tuned for more Bennett Woods on 97.3 The Fan. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 